0: Hello and welcome to the Dr Richard podcast. It's a show about health, wellbeing, fitness and humanity. I'm Dr Richard Marks. Today I'm excited to welcome Shelley the artist. Shelley is an artist and art teacher. So how are you and what are three things that make you smile?
1: Hi Richard, thank you for having me on. Thank you, thank you for joining us. Well, things that make me smile... I, I teach, as you mentioned, and uh, when I'm on Zoom with those kids in the boxes all the way through COVID, wow. they make me smile every single week. Amazing. That, they're the best. The kids are the best. Um, gosh, lots of things. Living back in London, one of the things I've started doing is I, I sketch. I do a lot of live sketching and I'll go on the train or the bus and I'll give them to someone oh, and their wow. reactions. That's the best. that's another that's one that amazing. makes me smile. What a good idea. <laughs> oh, I love doing it. They love it.
0: Yeah, and it's something kind of unexpected, but really also such a nice gesture.:
1: it, for the most part, I've only had one woman. I, I said, to her, "Excuse <laughs> this, make me smile." I said, "Excuse me,'." Um, and she looked at me like, "What do you want? You want money? What do you want from me?" And I said, "I am um, I made a drawing of you." she goes, "I don't want that." It was probably not a good drawing, but...
0: (laughs) I guess it would make most people smile, but, you know, there's always going to be someone.
1: (laughs) There's, There's always one. There's always one, yeah.
0: So I want to talk about how we know each other, which is obviously through your commissioned artwork for my clinic, which we now, I wanted to tell you, it's all... Up on the wall, oh, everybody is? is loving it. Oh, I'm so pleased. <laughs> yeah, someone said to me the other day, "This piece is amazing."
1: <gasps> yeah, really? Yeah, oh, that's so...
0: great. And obviously, for your sister, of Karen, course, Karen, yeah. <laughs> so, tell us about how you actually became an artist. What drew you to art, and how did you kind of find that as your career or
1: calling? Yeah, that that's interesting, and involves Karen, my sister. Um, I, I think I think you born an artist for a lot of people. Mm. I mean, some come to it later, but for me, I I was always an artist. It's all I ever really wanted to do. And I was in the fashion business, and Karen... I was living in Los Angeles, and Karen had come out, and we were chatting, and I had said to her, the only thing I ever really wanted to do was be an artist. And back in London, she had a kids' wear company. And basically... She was paying someone a lot of money to do all the artwork. And I said, I could do that. She said, but can you? I said, I think I can. And I did. And basically, that's what I've done for the rest, you know, the remaining years. I've been an artist.
0: So were you designing, like, the graphics for the uh, clothing? Or were you designing more kind of towards the campaigns? And and
1: No, it it wasn't that sort of highfalutin or whatever Mm -hmm. is that. We were... Karen was making kids clothes and she had licences with uh, different companies and I would do the artwork.
0: Oh, got it. Well, that's really nice. And obviously that connection with the children and the art, you know. Yeah, true, true. So you like to paint kind of places and people I think from your art you know what places do you like to paint and what kind of drew you to those certain places and also there's figures you know and people in the artwork are they real people or are they more imagined
1: you know I've come to it I don't think I've got a great imagination (laughs) (laughs) I I I see people I I um you know wherever I am you know I I'm just it's almost like an attraction. They'll be, and, and I don't always like the best looking people <laughs> because they're, to me, they're more gritty, they're more soulful. Or the most interesting. The most interesting. Thank you. I'll, I'm going to rephrase <laughs> that one. So, yeah, so I look for like interesting people, people that got like life on them. Yes. Because I know they have a story.
0: Yes. And it always makes you wonder, you know, what the story is. You know, people have that kind of game where they think and look on people on the street and think, what would their story be?
1: I love that. Yeah. And the worst part is when you find out the story, it's not the worst part, it's <laughs> the best and the worst. I very rarely find out the story, but when you do, they're never, ever, ever what you would imagine. What you think, yeah. And everyone has a story.
0: Everyone. Definitely. I agree with that. Everybody right. has a story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So how about living in um, LA, what kind of drew you to Los
1: Angeles? Why were you there in the first place? <laughs> oh, that's a good question. I, I was young, I was 19, and my mum had lived in the States, and we'd been out there uh, to California when I was younger, and met this lovely family, and they kept saying, come, come. And I did, I went for six months, and I met a boy, <laughs> and as one does, and um, I had a relationship and, well, actually, I married him for about five minutes, but that's a, another story. <laughs> Nothing to do with L.A. really. And I loved it. It was a whole different life and it was great. And then when I was about 26, I had this feeling like I, I missed my family a lot. Mm-hmm. And I came back to London and I had a feeling that my dad wasn't well mm. for no real reason. I just had this feeling and a few days later we went to the doctor and four months later he was gone Mm -hmm. it was like i was meant to come back it was the right thing and
0: that's when you came back obviously Mm -hmm. yeah and i wanted to talk a little bit about that challenge of kind of losing your father at Mm. a young age for you and a young age for him in a way yeah and how did you kind of manage to get through that personally and as a family it's hard, obviously. It, it,
1: it was very hard. And, and I will tell you, for me, every challenge I faced in my life, being an artist, has given me a, a place to go, like almost like a lighthouse. And it's not a conscious thing, it, 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 on a very subconscious level, and I remember it, that's what happened to me. And as a family, I think Karen and I got... You know, we've always been very close, my sister and I, mm-hmm. but thank goodness we had each other. Um, it, it, it's a process. Grief is a process. And what's that saying? You, you never get over your grief. You learn how to accommodate it. Mm-hmm. And and I suppose, you know, I mean, I still think about my dad, but I always I always feel him with me. Yeah. And right? I think very that's much. a great
0: thing, you know, that he's still part of your family, even though He's not physically there. Yeah. And I want to say, obviously, you're a very close family. And obviously, I know your mum as well. <laughs> so, right, right. And a really good family. So how has family been important to, you, you know, your sister and mum? And obviously, you said it brought you closer. So how has that been important in your life?
1: Well, you know, in a way, your, your family are like the soundtrack of your life because they bear witness to everything, the good and the bad. I, you know, obviously have lived a very large portion of my life in another country. Um, but you know, they they would come all the time. I would be in London, but it's a very interesting question, and I don't know if you've had a parent that's been ill or been through these things. But just like with my dad, last year I. I I'm thinking of the year before, I'm sorry, I came back to London to see my family, you know, after, well, after COVID. And my mum has been very, very ill. And I just felt that the right thing to do would be for me and my heart, my relationship with my family, would be to be here through this time. And um, it's been stressful and hard and incredibly poignant and beautiful and messy and it's brought up a million things for all of us, but I'm very grateful that I can be here and truly I I I am having a little bit of a love affair with London. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> Through the lens of me the artist. You know, I I'm an I, I belong to a group called Urban Sketches and they're great. And I had a piece published in their book last year for the anniversary book and it it it's such a beautiful and interesting city that I, I found a way to hopefully to reframe my life so that i can be with my family mm-hmm. because at this time that's that's really important the most important for me yeah
0: well it's um obviously the piece of art that you did for us which people can see if they um go to see our social media or come to our clinic um really you know kind of epitomizes london and brings the kind of joy of it all you know and the life and the bustling and it's kind of unique i think it's the best city in the world um you know but i haven't seen every city but <laughs> you know i think it's a great wonderful city amazing energy and so many diverse people
1: well, I, I, yeah, absolutely. You know, when when you live in a city like LA, and I'm, I love LA, and it's like, sort of like having an affair in a marriage. I love them both, but London, London, as you say, is so diverse. It's so busy. It it is pulsing with people, and it it has so much, so many stories everywhere you look, and I um, I'm. Putting together this art at the moment, my, it's like a love letter to London. Mm. Because it is such a beautiful city and I, I love the seasons. Mm. I think it's something I didn't realise how much I'd missed the seasons. Mm. And, and you see the passing of time. Mm. And, and it's a very elegant process because it's so subtle and so nuanced and all of a sudden there's spring. Yeah, you know David Hockney, and um, when he describes spring in his art, and like champagne corks, and but he also says watching spring, and what ha- it's like an erection, and, <laughs> and, and I always tell my students that because it makes me laugh, and I and I love <laughs> like him into bloom, <laughs> it, literally. But but then you watch like the the sum the summer was we were really lucky with the of summer course. it was incredible, and then and then you have the autumn. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that, that, I think, is... I think it's all beautiful. Yeah, I think I'm having a little love affair with London.
0: Yeah, I notice in your art that you have some paintings, you know, that are very autumnal with the leaves and then mm. um, a wintry snow scene, you know, and that kind of captures the difference of the city and the places and how they transform in the different seasons. So I think you're right, it's amazing how, you know, the same place... In different seasons can become so different it,
1: it, that yeah that's the beauty of it and and also i think um you know there are areas that are so quintessentially uh, incorporate all the things that i love like i love soho mm. for me soho is oh it's such an interesting part of london
0: Yeah, definitely. Well, there's so many stories there as well. Oh, my God. Oh,
1: my... And I love them. I meet these people. I'm getting to know them a little bit. There's so many characters there. A
0: a lot of characters, definitely.
1: Oh, it's so true.
0: I wanted to talk about, also, we like to talk about people's pets, your dogs.
1: Are they your dogs or Karen's dogs? Well, I'd like to say they're my dogs, but really the Karen's. Karen... um, since she was little. She's always been crazy about dogs. And for me, it came a bit later. And she, her dog, Wilson, hes he, I think he's Havanese. We don't even know what he is. He was a little street dog, and I think maybe Eastern European. And he's got a lot of attitude, this dog. And he sleeps with me a lot, which sounds awful. I know I've become one of those women that <laughs> sleeps with the dog. Yeah, I shouldn't have told you that. But um, he has more personality. He's just the most gorgeous, delicious, lovely little dog.
0: Yeah, I think um, we went for dinner and the dog came. Oh, the dog came with for dinner.
1: Oh, she takes that dog everywhere, yeah. (laughs) She goes everywhere with the dog. That's Karen.
0: And people were were coming up and, you know, saying, oh, what a wonderful dog. And, you know, it it draws people's attention. It's definitely... Oh, yeah you know, a talking point as well.
1: Oh, I've taken him on the train. Believe me it's it's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do you
0: see in the future for your art and for yourself? <laughs>
1: for myself. I, I I'm sort of you know, as I mentioned, I, I'm sort of reinventing myself and I think I will stay in London, at least for a while, because, as I said, I'm really enjoying it. What, what I see is, you know, as I mentioned, I do teach, and I, I love to teach. You know, I, I especially love to teach adults who have absolutely no confidence. And I love to take them on that journey of saying, you can do this. When they Because re- kids, you just have to tell a child they're amazing enough, and they'll believe you. Mm. And that's such a rewarding, beautiful thing. But to tell an adult that they're really good at something when they don't think that they're really good at it. And then they start to change and get some confidence. So I love the teaching aspect of my life and I'll continue with that. I'd like to have bigger workshops. Mm. Um, I love teaching uh, how to draw people. And I have all these uh, things that I've devised. But the thing that I'd like to I'd like to have a show later this year. Mm. And I, I really uh, would like to flesh out this drawing, live drawing of London and the people in the city. And I want to do more of that.
0: Yeah, that would be wonderful. It changes throughout the year so you can and you see different people. And...
1: Yeah, and, and I and I love to travel. I was in Paris a few months ago and just literally sitting there on my own. Cuz what happens is when you have those experiences, I I'd, I'd seen all of uh, uh Instagram this Shakespeare bookshop. Oh yeah. And I I do a lot of famous like, one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm thinking I I'd met one of my best friends there and she'd gone back to Los Angeles with her daughter. I've known them forever. And I'm thinking to myself, what am I going to do? I've seen this on Instagram. I have to go find it. I go and I look at it. Nice, but it's kind of touristy. A little unremarkable. And the guy in there, and I've got my case, which I'm lugging everywhere. And the guy goes to me, you know, you go next door and they're lovely in this little hotel. And you can leave your case there. I went, OK, so I go in. It's kind of dingy. And the woman starts talking to me, and I finish my drawing. And she told me that um, it's where, um, is it Jane Bir- Birkin um, used to meet? Um, oh, my God, it's all gone out of my head now. You know the beautiful song, Je T'aime?
0: Yeah, yeah, of course. What was his name?
1: Serge G-
0: Gainsborough.
1: Gainsborough. And that's where they used to go and meet oh, and have wow. their trysts. So, like I said earlier, nothing's like it looks. This dingy little place. And then it suddenly became super romantic and way more interesting than the the big drawer, the Shakespeare bookshop. But Paris, I think is an amazing city to draw in.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think there was a time where lots of kind of artists and literary figures gathered together there as well. There was like James Joyce and um Gertrude Stein and Picasso you know they were all
1: <laughs> I, it's, I think that's if I could do it again like you know if you, like, we were talking about UFOs and etc if I could sort of do time travel and pick a time that would be the time that where I would like to live
0: really inspiring obviously how about
1: you I actually
0: love the 20s um when I had my 40th birthday party um it was a Gatsby themed party so it was um you know that for me is my time I just love the um the kind of uh sense of um fun and joy and I like the music and the character and the fashion and Everything about it—the sparkle, you know. Were you,
1: were you Gatsby?
0: Well, trying to be.
1: <laughs> oh, that must have been the most wonderful party. That just sounds amazing.
0: Yeah, it was. It was really brilliant. It was really brilliant. So I think that's the time that I really, really love. You know um but there's other times even you know around obviously it's really to do with the literary novels you read like austin dickens you know (laughs) those are the ones that kind of paint the picture and you think wow what a time it must be to live or shakespeare even
1: (laughs) no uh, absolutely if you read like you know fitzgerald's books yeah the beautiful and the damned and all those and you just you feel it you feel like you could be there
0: yeah, they kind of paint a picture through words, I would say, you know. So, Absolutely. Which is a skill. So how did you um, get, obviously, you, you talked about how you um, got into art, but how hmm. did you kind of come into teaching and how did that transition? Was it just a natural thing that happened? or And was that in America or, or London?
1: No, it, it, it was in America. I um, I did a little bit of teaching... It's sort of a bit of a long way round to get there, but it's a—it's actually quite a beautiful story of what happened. I—I'd um, I, been in London on holiday. I was married. I was married for quite a long time, and I—I I, so that's you know why I was in Los Angeles really. And um, I'd been in London. I'd gone to a show, and I was um, Monet and Turner, and I can't remember all the artists, but. I remember I'd painted in acrylic up to all those years. I did big projects like murals. I did the airport there and all sorts of things. But I always felt like there was something more. And when I looked at those paintings and they created this mist, this it was just beautiful. And I thought, I don't know how to do that because really I'm not that good. I could get away with a lot because that was easy, but to be a real painter and I used to go and get coffee every morning with all my mates there was like a whole crowd of us before we'd all work whatever we were doing and there was an old man who used to go and when I say old he'd, he's dead now he's probably watching because he was like they're very very grumpy and he was an artist and he had a little studio and I learned that he had been the um in charge of set design for paramount he'd done the godfather he'd done everything he was a very talented man and um, we were talking and I, I told him how i loved oil and he, he was really quite hateful and he went well what do you know what do you know what what do you think you could paint in oil i went yeah and i want you to teach me because i'm not teaching you why should i teach you i said because I will do everything you tell me to. He goes, fine, you'll do ten... Uh, what did he tell me, make me do? Ten paintings and 20 drawings a week. Anyway, long story short, I started with him like a maniac almost every day. And his name was Evans, and he changed my life. And he said, well, you know, there's a studio going next door if you want. I went, OK. So I get the studio, Because I'll never give you a compliment. And out of nowhere, someone saw some of my paintings in London and gave me a show. It wow. was amazing. It was my first like, solo show in Chelsea, and I had a catalogue. And he said, to him, I'm really not interested in that. And then he said to my assistant, please show me. You know, and he was kind of proud. Anyway, then we had the housing crisis. I had the studio, and I started to teach. Again, my sister's idea. She always crops up with these wonderful ideas. And... It, it, I was in between three schools, and it was just crazy busy. And we had a garden. We do all these amazing evenings, and then I got on the fac. Uh, I'm on the faculty of the Brentwood Arts Centre, and it just sort of grew from there. And
0: so he was your teacher, and then you went on to teach other people. Yeah, and not as grumpy.
1: <laughs> no, I, I try to be quite kind and nurturing because I know that. I, I used to get nervous with him sometimes. That was hard. I I I used to feel quite intimidated.
0: <laughs> I think that's some people's style of teaching and you know, he it's like uh, you know, that master of of something and they think, Oh, we're gonna you know, like the chefs, we're gonna we're gonna teach you in this mm. way very but, you know, there's different ways to teach as you realise, you know, there's a much more nurturing and and kind of encouraging way to do it.
1: I, I think you could get to the same place. Definitely. But, My you God. know, I think you've got to teach the students sometimes and not the lesson because we're all a little bit different. But he would have thought that was just ridiculous. <laughs> and all this woke stuff for a man like Evans. He would have been, oh, please. <laughs> he, he just didn't go for that. But he, he was an incredibly talented man.
0: Wow, definitely sounds it. Yeah, he was. So I wanted to ask you, um, to finish, who are your favourite artists and why?
1: Hmm. Well, you know, obviously, I have a list, but Vincent van Gogh is probably top five.
0: Mm. I agree; he's pretty, pretty incredible.
1: <laughs> incredible, right? But I, I also I love his story, and I mm. love his passion and his commitment. And he must have been the loneliest man in the world.
0: Mm. Mm. It was really hard for him, you know. Mm.
1: Makes me cry when I look at one of his paintings. I actually cry, and I love Hockney. And I know Hockney loves Van Gogh because you just have to look at his work. I love Lucian Freud. I love, I love Murakami. I love Yoya Kasama.
0: Most of them are quite colourful, like Hockney, yeah. and, but maybe not Lucian Freud.
1: <laughs> but I, I love drawing. If if I could, I mean, I, I, I so many artists I love that yeah, I yeah. admire, and this, I love digital art. There's so many talented artists out there right now.
0: I think as well, you know, people can look at art and take different things from it and as long as it inspires you and makes you feel something. That's, that's all an amazing is. thing. Well, thank you so much for joining me, Shelley. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you. All of Shelley's details and links are in the show notes and thank you guys for listening. If you like today's show, please rate and review wherever you get your podcast. It was presented by me, Dr Richard Marks. For more about me, I'm on at dr underscore Richard double underscore or visit my website www.drrichardlondon.com and this is a pod people production recorded at spirit studios and the music is by daily music and we will see you next time pod people